listening to the official podcast of Oasis Community Church, where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. If you'd like to learn more about Oasis, request prayer, or get in touch with a pastor, visit our website at oasischurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning again, Oasis family. I'm so excited to be with you this way, this morning, sharing the word with you and talking a little bit more during our series called Then Sings My Soul. Um, I have loved this series. In one week, I have fallen in love with this series, but you know, singing to me maybe speaks a little bit louder than it may to some of you, but I, I hope that um, it's speaking to you as well. We're going to go through over the next few weeks, we're going to go through different songs and um, talk about the theology we find in them and, and more beautiful ways to live our lives. And um, I'm, I'm excited to share with you another iconic song. Last week, Pastor Robbie talked about Forever Young by Bob Dylan, which is like iconic. Um, and this week, we're going to talk about another iconic song called Higher Ground by the incomparable Stevie Wonder. I love Stevie Wonder. I grew up listening to Stevie Wonder, hearing him on the radio, um, out places. And uh, actually, in my teenage years, I grew up in a Christian home. We listened to a lot of Christian music. And in my teenage years, uh, Motown music for me was a real a real gateway kind of music <laughs> into secular music, listening for me, which I know so a lot of people feel different ways about that. I, I really truly believe that um, if it's not offensive to anyone, if it's uplifting like the words of this song are, then, you know, all beauty is God's beauty. All truth is God's truth. All goodness is God's goodness. I love this song, and it was a it was a certain form of uh, you know rebellion in my teenage years, kind of sneaking a listen to secular music. Hi, mom and dad. But I love this song, and I want to talk a little bit about what it says. So, in in this song, it was released in the '70s, shot up the Billboard charts, um, topped the R&B chart for a while, um, and it's it's iconic now. We we all have heard this song. And um, the words of this song say, um, talk about the world in a way that Ecclesiastes talks about the world. We've heard um, the, the song by the birds, to everything, turn, 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 there's a season, turn, turn, turn. And this kind of has that same vibe of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. The lyrics of this song say, people keep on learning, soldiers keep on warring. The world keep on turning because it won't be too long. Powers keep on lying while your people keep on dying. World keep on turning because it won't be too long. And then it has this chorus that says, I'm so glad that he let me try it again. My last time on earth, I lived a whole world of sin. I'm so glad that I know more now than I knew then. And it has this feeling of the cyclical nature of the world while at the same time holding intention this personal growth and betterment. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today. Um, I want to go to that scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that talks about, that has that language in it um, that uh, for everything there's a season, a time for every purpose. So I want to talk about um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. If you want to go to that passage, we're not actually going to read that section. We're going to read the section right after that. Let's read that together. What gain have the workers from their toil? 
I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds, yet they cannot find out what God has done from beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it is God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in all their toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done this so that all should stand in awe before him. That which is already has been. That which is to be already is. And God seeks out what has gone by. So here we see, we see that message of, you know, God is in control. Um, I've seen the business that God has for humans to be busy with, and it's to enjoy the, the spoils of their toil, you know, the, um, the work of their hands, the fruits of their labor, and to eat and drink and be merry and enjoy God. And the writer here, so we have two voices here in Ecclesiastes. It's important to know this. The book kind of begins... Um, with a narrator saying these are the writings of Kohelet, and we, we there's a lot of discussion around who Kohelet is. Uh, we won't get into that today. It doesn't really matter for our purposes, but I want to say that because this is a story being told by a narrator about the wisdom of someone wise. So we have these two voices, and then the teacher here, the the wisdom teacher here, is saying. I have seen, it's been revealed to me, the, the end of humanity, which is the fulfillment of humanity, which is to celebrate and eat and drink and take pleasure in their toil. I know whatever God does endures forever, and it goes on and on, and everything that has been already is and has been, and everything that is will be, it already is, and it's all, it's all existing now, and it's just a cycle. And we see, we see that language echoed in this song by Stevie Wonder. People keep on learning. Um, soldiers keep on warring. Uh, world keep on turning, turn, turn, turn. We have that language again that the birds sang in the 70s too, which is, um, you know, it's all the same. There's nothing new under the sun, right? So we have that language here echoed by Stevie in this song. And all of that's been, it's all been written into this song. He says, preachers keep on preaching, preachers keep on preaching, teachers keep on teaching, world keep on turning and then in the last verse of this song it takes a turn let's let's listen here the lyrics say lovers keep on loving believers keep on believing and so far that's that's encouraging this whole song he's been saying keep on keeping on just keep on because it won't be too long and now in this line of the song he says sleepers just stop sleeping because it won't be too long. And I want to park there for a minute because this message in Ecclesiastes is during its post-Babylonian exile, which is the second big exile for the Jews, the Jewish people in the Old Testament. And they are homeless. They're, they're driven out of their land. And they are, you know, conquered. 
and it's a defeating time. It's a time of turmoil. It's a time of persecution. It's a time of stress. It's a time of anxiety. And this message that's saying, you know, God's got it under control, it doesn't sound like good news in this time that the writer's writing it because it's not a good time. Like, this is all happening because God wills it. Well, what kind of God wills this to happen, this exilic existence to happen? It's not a good time that they're having. So, I mean, that's like the understatement of the century, but it's not, it's not a happy time for them. So we hear this song, to everything turn, 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 the time to every purpose in a time of peace. This is not a time of peace that they're, they're hearing this message from Colette. So let's keep that in mind and, and understand that this exilic message is not necessarily a happy one for them. Um, it's important to know. And even at the end of the book, the narrator, so that, that's the voice of Colette sharing the wisdom. And then the narrator, the writer at the end of this book says, listen, these, these writings are hard to hear. In verse, in the last chapter of Ecclesiastes, I think it's 12. I'm not even sure how many chapters Ecclesiastes has. I think it's 12. But the, the narrator says, this is hard to hear. It's like the goad of a shepherd, which is a stick that a shepherd uses to prod sheep along. It doesn't feel good. It's a pointy stick that they used to put nails into the end of to be more uncomfortable for sheep, if that's an okay image to evoke for you. So the writer, the narrator of Ecclesiastes says this in the last chapter. He says, this is not good news. It's hard to hear. It hurts. And the answer to that message is be faithful, be a faithful servant of Yahweh, be a faithful follower of the Lord. So our answer here to bad news is the same as our answer should be in times of, um, you know, victory, times of peace, which is to follow God and obey his commands. And so I think that's an important message to take away here. And we're going to talk about now that turn in the song that Stevie Wonder wrote that says, Sleeper, just stop sleeping. There's a verse in Ephesians that Paul writes um, to the Ephesian church, and it's in chapter 5. And I want to read that together here and understand a little bit about where that comes from. Here we are in chapter 5 of Ephesians together. Let's read verse 8. For once you were in darkness... But now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, sleeper awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So that last verse, we're going to talk about this whole passage because it's rich, but um, that last verse says, sleeper awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That is a quote. Paul is quoting 
from Isaiah chapter 60. And Isaiah was a favorite prophet of kind of the New Testament church. Obviously, they didn't have the actual New Testament church, didn't have the New Testament of the Bible. They loved Isaiah and the the readings of Isaiah because they found Jesus in them. And so here he's quoting Isaiah chapter 60. And Isaiah says in chapter 60, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And again, Isaiah is writing this before the light had come. Isaiah is prophesying to the people of Israel who have been exiled multiple times and who are struggling to find their home, to find their identity, struggling to find a reason to follow Yahweh, to follow the Lord. And um, Isaiah is encouraging them through this poetic prophecy saying, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And he's talking about Jesus. And so Paul is echoing that here in Ephesians. Um, he says, you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. That's, that's a pretty literal translation. Some versions say, some versions of the Bible say, you were once in darkness. But a pretty literal translation of that text in verse 8 says, you were darkness and now you are light. So those who awake from sleep do so entirely because of the light of Christ. It's the same thing that the sun does for us in the morning. It wakes us up. We're asleep in the night in the darkness because we can't see. So what better thing do we have to do but sleep? But the light of Christ wakes us up. It awakens our spirit to what Christ is doing in the world and to who Christ is through us in the world. And so we want to talk about three implications here of living as children of light, like Paul talks about in this passage. He talks about um, associating with good, understanding what is evil, and associating with what is good and seeking what pleases God. He talks about that in verse 10. We need to seek what pleases God. And that's kind of what the narrator is saying in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 also, which is follow God, seek the Lord, seek a righteous life, um, obey, obey God's commands. And that's what That's what Paul is saying here in verse 10. That is the answer to no matter how life is going because we can't control how life goes. We can engage our life and what happens as God's will, understanding it through the light of Christ. And so I know that's a little abstract, but let's keep going. Point two, the second implication of living as a child of light is to avoid and expose darkness. It's not enough to do one. We have to do both. So now that we know, it's like it's like with a kid. It's like with Ander. I have a three-year-old. And it's when he knows the difference between what is the right choice and the wrong choice, it's a bigger hit to me as a parent. It's like a bigger disappointment to me because I know that he knows what's right and he's consciously making a decision to do the wrong thing. And I know, I also understand as a parent that he knows the right thing to do. He may not know why. So here's something to take away from this. We know the right way to follow. We may not always know why the right way is right. Maybe we do. 
Maybe God has revealed that to us. Maybe you're an older Christian, a, a deeper Christian than, than a newer Christian might be. You understand the teachings of Jesus. You understand the patterns of Jesus' life. Or maybe you don't. But the important thing is to follow the commands of Jesus. Follow the way of Jesus. Even when we know and don't know in times of exile and in times of peace, in times of defeat and in times of victory. We have to recognize darkness. We have to recognize the wrong way for us, for yourself. You have to recognize the wrong way for yourself and expose it and avoid it and try to help others avoid it as much as possible. So the third implication here is in verse, that was verse 11. The third implication here is in verse 12. Rescue those in darkness. So the point of this light, the way of living in the light, um, being awake to the light of Christ, um, living as children of light, is not just for our own personal gain. It's so that this message can be shared. Otherwise, what good is it, right? To everything, turn, turn, turn. There's going to be another generation living in darkness. There's just going to be until Jesus comes back. And we are expecting the day, any day. We're, we're waiting for that to happen. We're excited for that to happen. We believe that Christ will return. But until that happens, we have to live as children of light and rescue those in darkness gently with the law of love understanding that we love God and we love one another. Amen? So real quick right here, this language here in Ephesians is uh, strong and it can be encouraging because, I mean, John chapter 1 talks about Jesus was the Word and the Word was God and it was the light of life. Jesus is the light of life. The light of life that changes the kind of life we live. The kind of life that Isaiah was talking about before the Messiah had come into a resurrected life. We get the luxury of living a resurrected life, the after Jesus life, and it's exciting. It's We can look back and see the example of Christ. That's a gift that Isaiah didn't have and only prophesied about and God revealed to him. But we have to be careful not to kind of ride this wave of right and wrong right into this trap of sort of ethical dualism like this right and wrong and it, it can it can be very dangerous it's a slippery slope we need to use caution here that we don't kind of lord this over one another because we're all supposed to work out our own faith with fear and trembling and I truly believe that Humility is a part of that. Humility is a, a big part of what we're called to do. Part of that um, avoiding and exposing darkness in verse 11 is doing that justice that Micah talked about and loving mercy and walking humbly. And I think all three of those things are mentioned together because they have to go together. If you do a lot of justice, but you're not walking humbly with God, understanding that God is the reason you're doing justice, you're doing God's justice in the earth, then I think it can be a slippery slope to this kind of ego trap where we hold and lord this ethical dualism over one another and um, it kind of further entrenches especially in a time right now it further entrenches us in this us and them trap that is a trap 
guys. Like, that is a huge trap that we have to avoid. And my prayer for our church, my prayer for you who's watching this right now, my prayer is that we can fight against that sensibility that says, I'm on the right side. And I'm going to make my vote count in November. Just when I said that, I bet you had a candidate in your mind that was right and that was wrong. And I promise you that there are people watching this video who thought that their candidate was right. And everyone's thinking of all the candidates. So I just want to make us be careful. I want to encourage us to be careful that we don't further entrench ourselves into that us, them trap. Um, I heard it said really well. Um, I read it in a book. It said, To say that believers exist in the light of Christ is to say a word about God, not to say a word about human beings. So the fact that we live in light and there are some people in darkness has nothing to do with who we are and everything to do with who God is. Everything to do with the availability of God to us that's made available to us through Christ Jesus and his sacrifice. So that is the ultimate humility. None of this comes from me. I didn't start any of it. I just am waking up to it. Just like Stevie Wonder said in his iconic song that I love so much. And just like Paul said in the book of Ephesians and just like Isaiah foretold in his writing. So just one real quick note before I, before I finish and I wrap up, I wanna encourage you in chapter one of Philippians, Paul also says, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ and not a second before that day. Christ will complete that work when he comes to take us into his arms and say, welcome home. And when he comes back, the work will be finished. We'll be complete. But until that day comes, if Christ doesn't return before the day that I die, it means that I will constantly be growing and have to be humble until the end of my life. This constant cycle of growth and regrowth and pruning, ouch, and growing and pruning and growing. And you need to live in community with one another in a way that allows for that to happen. We all need to allow for the growth of one another into different areas of our lives. This needs to happen in community and we can be that for one another and it's gonna require us to do justice, to love mercy and to walk humbly until the day of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's pray together. God, thank you for this word. Thank you for Stevie Wonder. Thank you for Isaiah. Thank you for the writer of Ecclesiastes. And thank you for Paul. Most of all, God, we're thankful for Jesus who shows us an example of what it is like to be totally human without fault and without blemish. God, we are in awe of your example through Jesus. We pray today that you would allow us to constantly strive for higher ground. We pray that you would constantly allow us to reach for a better way and to grow in all areas of our lives. God, would you make us humble so that we can grow into the people that you have for us to be. In Jesus' name. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. 
If you liked what you heard and want to support us, you can do so by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and if you want to contribute to Oasis financially, you can go to oasischurch.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.